Hey, this is Bob Nostanovich from Pavement. Thanks for listening. And now on with the countdown. Welcome to the Pavement Top 50, as selected by you. I want to set. Hey, it's JD here, and welcome to the Meeting Malcolmist Top 50 for seminal indie rock band Pavement. Week over week, we're going to count down the 50 essential pavement tracks that you picked. How will your favorite track fare in the ranking? Wait and see. You'll need to tune in or whatever the podcast equivalent of tuning in is to get that information. Each week, we'll also invite a guest to not only discuss the track, but also to share their pavement origin story. So there's that. This week, we're joined by my friend Chris. Chris. How the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I'm I'm very well, thank you, JD. It's a big honor to be on your on your program. I've, I, you're a pavement scholar, uh, and I I've been listening for a while. So uh, yeah, this is great. It's great. Yeah, to we're gonna have some fun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But doing good. You all right? I'm great, man. I'm great. <laughs> I'm I'm raring at the chomping at the bit to get to number one. And here we are, here we are, like way at the beginning with number 50. Oh my gosh. So, um, let's talk a little bit about you. How long have you been, uh, well, like what's your pavement origin story? Right. So, um, I, I remember seeing the, the record cover in a really cool record shop in the town where I used to live, which is Bournemouth. Okay. Back back when, and I'm talking about slanted. Uh, I don't. I probably don't pronounce it right because I. No, you do. From. <laughs> Sounds good um, to me. And um, I sort of was looking at it. It looked really weird, interesting. Um, my mate Ben, he bought it, and he said, um, "Right, we're going to go on. We were going on a school trip or something." And he had a, a tape of it, so um, you know, home taping and all that, and. I put it in my, um, you know, cassette player, and by I don't know, twenty seconds in, that was it. I was, I, <laughs> I suppose, before that, I'd listened to the Stone Roses and the Happy Mondays were probably like my f- sort of favourite bands. Manchester, and then uh, yeah, and and I was pretty young then, and then uh, um, Nirvana was sort of they were there, but I. I felt very differently when I heard Pavement to how I heard Nirvana. I don't know. Uh, Pavement did something different to my brain. Tell me more uh, about that. Well, it's just uh, it was, it's the lyrics, I suppose. The en- energy lyrics and, and the drumming. Um, yeah. G- Gary's, Gary's drumming is just absolutely unbelievable. It's um, like tribal or something, isn't it? I. I don't know. I never really thought of it as tribal. Just it, it just doesn't sound like anything else, really. No, like he crams so much in, and he plays sort of little melodic uh, riffs and and bits that really seem to go well with the singing. Yeah. Um, whether that was just pure fluke or what, it, I, I don't know. Uh, but I, I read somewhere that Steve would sort of say, you know. He he'd be talking to Gary during the 
process of recording and basically be like saying like rock out now and all that kind of stuff. Um, so he was giving him some sort of pointers like this bit because some of those early songs are the same three chords or whatever right. over and over again, but it doesn't sound like that because the the lyrics and the drumming and the guitar solos just make it so so much more if you sort of mean and, and i still haven't tired of of any of that music um so yeah they were kind of like a band that i latched onto and thought yeah this is my band if you see what i mean yeah absolutely did you get to see them live in the heyday um yeah, well uh yeah i've seen them live quite a few times i didn't see them live when slanted came out because i was probably a little bit um young to go to maybe some of the places they were playing don't really know but anyway i I didn't and then um saw them on on the tour for bright bright in the corners Ah, and i I met i met them on that tour and i was a disgusting drunken mess so uh but i've talked to i've I've since apologized and (laughs) talked to to bob about that and uh (laughs) <laughs> again and he was like no it's fine don't worry about it but uh, at the time i was like oh no i met met my favorite band and i was a fucking idiot you know but, oh, uh, man. it happens doesn't it um but yeah we kind of just launched ourselves at the, the little barrier and it just gave and we just went went round uh, onto the stage and and round round the back and had a good chat to him i don't know for how long but it seemed like a probably outstayed our welcome I think but they're yeah. used to it. I think they're used to it. Yeah, like, they're they, very they, courteous. They gave they, us a beer and stuff, and it, it, they were very patient with with these uh, strange, drunk boys uh, around them. Great. So yeah, um, mar- marvelous, marvelous band. And yeah, still a huge fan. Saw them last year where when we met up in yep. Porto. Uh, saw them in London. Um, then and seen. You went to the first Roundhouse show, right? Yeah, 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 it was it was pretty noisy and sludgy. Yeah, it was great. And yeah. um, Richard Dawson uh, opened that one. I don't know if you know his work. I don't know. Oh, he he's really good. Um, and Steve was sort of singing his praises um, during the pavement set, um, which was really cool. And I seen Steve a bunch of times. I saw and I've seen pavement a bunch of other times as well. Um, Steve, the best one was is uh, the solo one he did in London uh, for the Groove Denied tour. So good! I went to that was, tour as well. Yeah, it's it's like yeah, it was blown away because uh, me too. Pretty, you could get pretty close and see see what he was up to, and he was he looked like he was having a good time. So one man he- band style. He couldn't hide behind anybody, you know, like, cause he was front and center on that tour, him and his MacBook, right? Like it was him and that blue yeah. guitar, that blue, uh, I don't know, even know what kind of guitar it was that he was playing. Wasn't no, it, it was, it was it a was hollow a, body though, wasn't it? Yeah. Wasn't it that is, it's that I, I forget her name. There's a good songwriter. Oh, it'll come to me after this. I don't know. But sure. if, if you, if you look up that guitar, I think it's made by somebody quite famous. Somebody is listening to this right now and screaming it into they're, their they're like, into their headphones. Bloody dickhead should have done his research. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, uh, that show was just the best. Yeah, yeah, that was really really good. Um, 
It's funny yeah, because so you went for the tangent. Then I don't, I don't, I don't know where we started or where we've ended. But that's the game, I'm just baby. A li- lifelong fan is yeah. is the summary. And uh, yeah, I, I sort of collected and bought things all the way along. Um, and I, I'm just looking forward to whatever happens next. Really, yeah, me too. Uh, I listened to your interview with Spiral, and he was saying about that singles box. That'd be quite quite a nice thing if you. You've got a record player. Yeah, I wonder what's going to be in that. Like it, it says, the seven-inch collection, but like, aren't they already out on vinyl? Like, or are some of them just CD? some of them are hard to get. Um, okay. So, yeah, I think if you're if you're sort of collecting the seven inches, you probably yeah, you probably need to part with a bit of cash now for. I guess like so. uh, certainly the first one. I mean. Well, will those come with it? Do you think, like Slay Tracks and Demolition Plot? What if it's the singles? Then it. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, do you yeah. do you count those as different releases? Like I don't know. I don't know EP. because it's like weird because Perfect Sound Forever is a ten inch, right? Yes, yeah, so it wouldn't be on there. I so guess. it won't be. So you wouldn't be. A I have that, and I have Demolition Plot, but I don't have uh, Slay Tracks. Oh, uh, I've got them. Look, hold on. I'm going to move. My, I'm going to move my. <laughs> I'm going to move my camera because I built. You, you've got it for it, yeah. That's uh, a beauty. And even That's the awesome. inserts and everything, it's just yeah, so much uh, mystery and stuff like that. And when they came out as well, you didn't know really what they looked like. like there was lots oh, of mystery. little whisperings in weird fanzines that we'd buy and and pick up and send off for, and there'd just be like a little review about pavement, and it just added to the the mystery. So they. They seem to have weirdly retained that, even though they're really like not mysterious guys in a lot of ways. They, they will answer any question. They really still, will. They've got managed to to be uh, to cultivate yeah. this sort of clandestine. Yeah, well, still interested, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, what do you think it is that makes them? And I'm going to go out on a limb here and say they're more popular in the UK than they are even in the USA. What, if that is true, why do you think that is true? Oh. Like, why did you guys adopt them so heartily? I don't think it was a conscious decision, to be honest. It was just, yeah, you guys, just you guys know music better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was just because. Maybe it was because you know the press here. Certain people in the press may have warmed to them, right? So fewer people, fewer pe- people, fewer outlets. But I think more than that, it was just an irresistible sound to to begin with. Yeah. And you know, it's I suppose in a basic way, they were a a culmination of a lot of bands that real music fans dug, like the Velvet Underground and the Fall. Dylan-esque in some of the lyrical sort of things and people don't just like those kinds of bands a little bit they they love them and that's a good point um and then they had influence from bands like Faust and Can and again maybe Beefheart and the Kinks My Blade Valentine it was a lot of stuff that yeah people aren't just a little bit into their their mad fanatics for those kind of bands and uh yeah that's what i think might have happened yeah yeah i think you're right 
I think John Peel's the question John, in any way at you all. Did. Do I? Oh, oh my God! <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, but hey, man. yeah, John Peel as well, and John Peel was was huge, and people, a lot of people I knew uh, would tune in to to his shows, and you know, if there was a pavement session on, it would be on on the Saturday night, and you'd go in and and to school, and and people would be talking about it on, on the Monday, and you know, did you tape it? No, I fell asleep before the last oh, song because he he play a song throughout a two or three hour program every once in a while with no indication of when that was going to be on so you had to be there with your your pause button and the record oh, man, pressed, ready, to, ready to rock and roll and I've, I've got like bootleg recordings of these shows where people have left peel on a little bit and also you can hear the kind of pause button go and all that so oh that's so cool it's just something that we good. don't have anymore right like that idea of taping yeah. shit off the radio and you know, <laughs> that was so. I suppose there's a modern equivalent, but I won't know what that is. Cause... No, I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. I've, I've walked over the, that bridge and I'm, you know, yeah, I'm in another realm. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you say? Do you want to get into um, track 50? Yeah, let's do it. Now on with the countdown. <laughs> 50. This house is a home, and a home's where I belong Where the feelings are warm, and the foundations are strong If my soul has a shape, well, then it is an ellipse And this slap is a gift, cause your cheeks have lost their luster You know your cheeks have lost their luster You know your cheeks have lost their luster
Blue Hawaiian charts at number 50. That's right. Uh, from Bright in the Corners, your first tour. That's kind of mm. cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't know whether they played it. I can't remember. Maybe somewhere there's the set list and, you know, it's. You'll have I to look it up on set list, set list FM. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll make a note. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I can't remember. So yeah. what did you think when I first told you what song you were going to be covering? What well, were your initial thoughts? Well, I, I, uh, this wasn't in my top 20, so I sent right. you a top 20. So I better be honest about that, you know, cause yeah. I, I have read, uh, on YouTube comments that this is some people's favorite pavement song or favorite song. So, um, I was, I was kind of alarmed cause I, I hadn't, I hadn't, uh, put it in my top 20, but as I said to you at the, when I sent you my list, it's uh, quite a, a, a task to choose a top 20 of pavement songs because well f there's so many that you could and it, and it could change every day um but also there's not many bands out there who would have you who you'd have that problem with you know most bands would have four or five half decent songs that are push That's right. yeah uh pavement of uh <laughs> they've exceeded that like they really have <laughs> yeah so um it it they're a, they're an interesting band in that regard in that everyone's going to have some very i've got some very obscure favorites and soft spots for some bits that maybe other people wouldn't wouldn't dig so much so uh yeah well um, i can tell you this is how this is how varied the lists were i asked for top 20 and when i compiled everything together i ended up with 121 songs so there were 121 different pavement songs That's huge, that got that got votes. Mm. That to me is crazy because their catalog is probably only 175 songs, you know? So that means there was only like 50 songs that weren't that included for that That's day. right. That's right. That yeah. day. Yeah, that exactly. Day. Yeah. Cuz I've got like I've just brought up my list. I've got circa 1762. That's one of my absolute favorites and Great song. Yeah, just the chorus is just absolute killer. Spiral and, and Steve kind of trading trading the lines. Uh yeah, absolutely amazing. But um in terms of Blue Hawaiian, yeah, I was uh, it's pleased to be given that in a way cuz I, I I went back and I listened to it a bunch of times with slightly different ears, slightly more analytical. And uh it's great. It's a really good song. So yeah, yeah. I love that I love that it starts with that sort of whoosh there's like a whooshing sound, like right before yeah, the bass like and drums kick in. Yeah. And then you've got that Beck, I say Beck style. It's like, a, or you think it could be a hip hop song. Yeah. And, um, real I good think, groove. Yeah. And I think Steve was dabbling with, um, like a hip hop in his lyric writing. There's a couple of other songs that I, I sort of made a note of. One called Easily Fooled. Yeah. Give it a day. It's kind of it's got a hip hop flow in, in a way. It just it's a long stream of, of lyrics. And there's another thing he did on a compilation album called um, Robin Turns Twenty Six, on an album called At Home with the Groove Box. And if you haven't ever heard that, it's a very short song. But um, a bunch of musicians were given this instrument called a groove box and told to make a, a track and send it in for this compilation. And um, yeah, the Steve Mountmas song on it is called Robin Turns 26, and it's amazing. Um, 
And I reckon that somewhere in the vault, there's a, a Stephen Meltmus rap album. Uh, and I'd love, I'd love it to come out. I reckon oh. there's, I reckon it's there somewhere. Well, his lyrics, his lyrics, and you know, we can, we can be specific to this song are so, there's such a swagger to the vocal. There's such yeah. a swagger, right? Like he's right in, he's right muddy in that groove that they've got going with the bass and drums. I love the way he, uh, like vocalizes. Um, Absolutely. But, the, but, but the lyrics are sort of all over the place and there's these, you know, couplets that work really well together. And then like you say, there's almost like a hip hop cadence to it. Yeah. You know, he sort of starts off really welcoming. Yeah. yeah. Hello, come welcome on. To, you know, it's welcome like that. to my home. Yeah. Welcome to my home. And there's a couple of welcome songs in the catalog as well. Like one from silver Jews. It's like, um, the hello, my friends line. Right, the beginning right, of that. Right. And, in grave architecture, they is it come come on in or something? There's he says something at the beginning. Oh, um, so why is that not in my head? Jesus, I'm sure, I'm sure I'm sure just at the beginning he says something. Anyway, but yeah, so at the beginning he sounds very welcoming, but then he's talking about his his cheeks or somebody's cheeks losing luster and things like that. Yes, and, um, I wonder if he's talking to himself. In America, because it seems like he's in the recording studio environment. He's talking about tape machines slipping out of sync, which yeah. is a, a problem that would only be a problem in a recording studio. Uh, nowhere else in the world. Um, yeah, well, doesn't just, he change the second time through? He changes the lyric, it sounds like, from rather than toes grouped in tones, clusters to tones, right? Tones. Yeah, yeah. tones are grouped in, in clusters. Yeah. Doesn't he say toes the first time? I've got the record in a second. Let's have a look. I feel uh, like You think it's toes? I did think it was toes, and then it changes to tones, but I totally... Well, again, that's another thing about, I think it's magical about pavement. I've misheard lyrics for 20 plus years. You betcha. And it doesn't... <laughs> It doesn't diminish the no, <laughs> but anything. It's, no, because they're not. In fact, it increases the the uh, the mystery or the allure. Um, it is sort of word salad, right? It like it's not like a narrative. It's it's like his lyrics are great, but they're not necessarily. Um, there's not a lot of imagery in them. They're they're more, it's more a feeling. Uh, feeling, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it says tones. Okay, that's fair. Tones. So, but I like that toes. <laughs> <laughs> well, See, I'm yeah. cool and underqualified till the bitter fucking so, end. Well, man. so am I. And, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so, uh, have you got any other bits about the lyrics that you're sort of thinking about, or? Um. If it starts with an S, it's no. What is the what is that lyric? If it starts with an S, it's followed with a T, and that's probably probably. Yeah, you're referring to him. That's why I think he's addressing himself. That's what that to me. As soon as you said he's addressing himself, that lyric came to my mind. Mm. I think I think you're onto something. Yeah. And there's um, I I know they would have been touring a lot back then, and he's talking about like the notion or idea of home, and he's also talking about his soul. I don't think. Pavement don't often uh, talk get about metaphysical. Like, <laughs> yeah, like the soul. But that's right. I think it's mentioned 
by Spiral in another in, in his track. Uh, yeah, in the in Passat Dream, it mentions soul as well. But his show, his soul is the shape of a ellipse. That's very cool. Like <laughs> I squashed, love that. A squashed oval or squashed circle. Yeah. 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 Hmm. I don't know. Uh, very, <laughs> very messed up, right? Yeah, it's good. Uh, but the best lyric, I think, is um, this kiss me into the past. Yes. It's because you can imagine somebody thinking about a kiss. I, I imagine somebody thinking about a kiss, kiss from the past that some, for whatever reason, has stuck with them. And I think it's kind of a relatable thing. And the other part to that is the lately is never going to last. Hmm. Because I guess time is in constant motion. So what's lately now will not be <laughs> very soon. It's kind of a, yeah, the constant march. Yeah. But the guitar solo, man. Talk to me about that. Well, it just sounds like he's sort of plugged in completely in in the zone and just pulled out this first take kind of brain melter. There's like these weird chords going on on the, the keyboard. I think he's on keyboard as well for this. So I think he's gone on and overdubbed himself. But I might be wrong because this and Wowie Zowie, it was the whole band, right? Yeah. They, yeah. they all they recorded as a band rather than... Uh, in bits and pieces or smaller, smaller kind of groups. Yeah. And I, I imagine they would have been pretty buzzed because it was done at the, um, was it Mitch Easter? That's right. So, you know, some records that they would have been really into, like early REM stuff. That's right. That's Would right. have been done there or thereabouts. And uh, that must have been, quite, I, I imagine, quite a buzz. I to think go, so. To go I think in they were pretty big that. REM fans. Yeah. 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 And just a weird bit of trivia. It okay. said I was <laughs> I I was on the uh, Wikipedia for the studio, and it said that an early ad for the studio listed the address as one two four Shady Boulevard. Oh, so not, get out! Not, not quite a shady lane, but but close, eh? I wonder if that's where he got the lyric from for Shady Lane. I don't know. That's I think cool. they did it all like there. I don't know if there was a lot of prep beforehand i think right. it's all, all all done where does day. where does brighten the corners fit in your personal top five pavement records oh man uh it, you know it, it can be for today like you know it's not, <laughs> yeah yeah that's it and it changes wowie zowie used to be one um i i really liked some of the songs but i i didn't like some of the others so much and then that one became my favorite really yeah that's cool uh slanted because it was my gateway yeah yeah and i love all the stuff pre-slanted as well yeah so all the scratchy kind of i'm not as big on that i like the more melodic stuff but uh oh, i like that and i like the early silver juice stuff as well that sounds like yeah. it's just yeah recorded that, that, on a cassette yeah yeah that's yeah. got you just don't hear stuff like that very often. No. Or, or 
Um, and it's nice to hear a, a different fidelities, you know, throughout their their uh, time. They've they've had every kind of fi going. Yeah, when you um, think they worked with Nigel Godrich, you know. Like, yeah, exactly. That that's the la- that would be last. So ter- yeah, <laughs> ter- yeah, ter- yeah, Terra yeah. Twilight would be would be the 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 bottom. I feel like uh, that's fairly I think a it's a bad al- a- album. I think it's good, you know, but um, it's just just the worst pavement album. Yeah, I think a lot of people would agree with that. But It'll be hex- interesting as I go as I go through this uh process i'm going to be interested to hear what people what people think yeah because people might have a certain track on that that's really really uh special to them and i I can imagine the hex will the hex is great is that in the top 50 do you think or are you not allowed to (laughs) divulge such things i will not divulge such. well done jd that was a test and you (laughs) (laughs) you passed (laughs) i'm a fucking vault baby yeah, so um, I can't remember what the original question was, but uh, your top five pavement records. Top five. Where does yeah. where does where does Bright in the Corners fit? Fourth. Fourth. Okay. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. my number. It's my number one. I, yeah, I remember you saying that, and you yeah. stuck to that. Yeah. yeah. Is yeah. that because that was the one that you heard almost like in real time? So when it no. came out, Terror Twilight no. was uh, Terror Twilight was my. Oh game really? One. Yeah, I was late to the party, man. What really late to the theory. Party. <laughs> really late to the party. I, I heard Terror Twilight and then the Malcolmus solo record, and I was done. I was I was sold. Wow. It was like, okay, this is this is my new favorite singer. Like I love this yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. And then the more I listened to Pavement, I was like, wow, this is they're speaking my language. Like they just really spoke my language. I don't know, I don't know specifically why or what yeah. dialect they were speaking, but it like it just worked, you know? Well, yeah, the crowds at Primavera suggest that uh, quite a lot of other people felt that yeah, way as well. I think so. I think so. Um, just an amazing band. You you are into stuff like the Crust Brothers as well, aren't you? Like the the deeper. I like deep. I like the Crust Brothers. I like yeah. I like Silkworm. Like I like Silkworm. So yeah. so I experimented with the Crust Brothers because I was like, well, it's Silkworm and Malcolmus. Like how can how can that be bad? And then. Because I think I said to you I wanted to put that out, right? <laughs> on my label that doesn't really exist anymore. But if they said yes, I would re- reactivate it and try and put it oh, out man. on vinyl. Um, Was it just on Bandcamp? Is that the only place you can get it? What, what the the Cross Brothers? Yeah, I got it as a CD. Um, you do? Oh, okay. When it when it yeah, Marky Mark. Uh, right. It was it was like. Um, I'd say I'd run down and get it, but I, I won't be able to find it very easily. <laughs> uh, but it, it's it was like a benefit CD for oh. a cause, um, some kind of uh, environmental issue. I can't remember what it was, but it was a, a good cause. And yeah, they just sent sold them on on um, online um, when they came out. And uh, goodness knows if they're around now or. Yeah, but they'd be tough to find. You can you I could take know. you could take a look at Discogs and find out, but it's probably it's probably like um uh it's probably like the early EPs, you know, just sort of tough to get your hands on. Yeah. Not not many made, so it gets yeah. it gets harder as time time moves on. Yeah. Yeah. Crest Brothers released nineteen ninety eight. Uh 
sometimes it has in the notes recorded december the 5th 1997 and they recorded it live i think right like at, yeah, like a at the club crocodile cafe in seattle yeah it, it was performed as a benefit for the washington wilderness coalition oh cool coalition sorry oh yeah it's there always go. good when our favorites do good work definitely yeah definitely. well chris <laughs> That just about wraps things up. Uh, I guess I just have a couple more questions. Go and, for it, Jamie. And it's and it's um, the big question is: Are you happy with where Blue Hawaiian ended up on the top fifty, or do you think it's do you think it's properly rated, it's overrated, or it's underrated on this particular list? I think it's about right, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a great track. I mean, as I say. Find another band with 50, 49 better songs than this, and you're doing well. <laughs> I think you're doing really well. <laughs> you're doing really well. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think it's about right. You know, I wouldn't want it to be in the top 10. But No, no. It there we go. It would stand out like a sore thumb, trust me. Yeah, it, mm -hmm. it, and that's the other thing. It sounds very different to nearly all the other songs in the whole catalog, really. It does. I know we talked about the, the lyrical flow is similar to some other things, but... Sonically, with the bass, it's got very, I don't know, it's, there was something in the air at that time with the Beastie Boys and, and Beck and stuff, and uh, Pavement seemed to tap into it just for that one, one track. One track, yeah, because it mm. sounds very different than everything else on Brighton as well. Yeah. yeah. You know, when right, you think yeah. that's a collection of, collection of songs they were writing at the time, and it's, yeah, it sounds really different. Very eclectic, yeah. Well, dude. It's been great talking to you. Um, is there anything you want to plug or anything that you want people to find? Uh, and if so, where do they find you? Um, well, I think, as I mentioned, I, I, have a, 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 I had a label. I should probably say the name of it, and it was called Recno. I right. don't really do it much anymore, but um, when I send people emails, it comes usually from the Recno email because yeah. that's my email. And yeah. that's, uh, that's when I used to send you little bits and pieces so that's that's what you uh, know me as as well but i've got nothing to plug <laughs> i'm All just right. uh i'm just going to enjoy the the rest of the uh the countdown and uh cool. see how it see how it progresses all right well i want to really thank you chris for joining me this week on the pod but that's all i've got for you this week wash your goddamn hands thanks for listening to meeting malchemists a pavement podcast the top 50 if you're interested in being a guest on the show or have any questions or concerns send me an email jd at meetingmalchemist.com podcasts and such <laughs>